Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome to GOMO Tonight, the region's only weekly locally focused comedy podcast hosted here by myself, Christy Loretto, in the Space Lounge with my co-host, Zoe Roten-Heinzman. Thank you all for joining us once again. We are uh, back from a little Thanksgiving break. Um, We are recording this on the 1st of December, the Thursday, so tomorrow will mark the start of Peterborough's hometown holiday weekend. So we'll be coming in just after that. Um, and I don't know. I think, I think we're getting into the holiday spirit here. We celebrated the first Sunday of Advent last week and I'm ready. I, I get to judge the cookies tomorrow. Um, looking forward to that downtown at the tree lighting, um, before, before the, the holy gaze of Santa, um, does he, does he watch the judging? Do you know what to expect from this? I don't really. I don't. I, I am I am completely in, in Mandy Sliver's hands on this, really. Um, and, you know. She just thought you would be good at it. It might have been part of her scheme to get me to be nice on Facebook. As strange as that sounds. Oh, does she have a scheme for that? She said she... That's what she said. She said... The other morning... I think it was Monday morning. I said, I post, you know, in my usual angry moment of the morning when I rant at people when I'm from, from bed on Facebook, like I'm like Donald Trump or somebody, you know, um, I, my comment that morning was, no, I am not going to say anything mean today. And she, her comment was, I, she's like, I don't know why, but I feel victorious about this. And I said, you know what? It's because you asked me to judge the cookies. And she's like, I knew it. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe there's, maybe there's a kernel of truth in that, mm. in that tale. crumb, a cookie crumb. Maybe. <laughs> yes. A crumb of truth indeed. And, you know, one of the things that, um, Joey and I were talking about before we went on the air and, and, and we don't mean to be critical. We are trying to be jolly. I don't have my house decorated for Christmas yet, so I don't have all my Christmas totes out, which is why I don't have a Santa hat at the ready. I have a, I have a Vladimir Putin mask I could put on, but I don't think people <laughs> would like that. Um, I don't have my Santa hat yet. You're gonna have, you have to put it on one of these weeks, though. One of these weeks. You guys will never know when it's coming, but I'm just going to throw on, throw on the mask and offend everybody. Um, but... Uh, we are trying to be jolly. And so, you know, this, we're, we're very happy. We're excited, um, about these festivities, even though the lantern walk had to move to Sunday is supposed to be some rain on Saturday. I mean, I'm glad they didn't have it anyways in the rain, to be honest. I think it was a better idea to move it, but I was looking forward to it on Saturday. But anyways, you know, good festivities this weekend. And, and if you live in the surrounding towns, you will have, by the time you listen to this, had the opportunity to go to a number of other tree lightings, parades, plays, uh, gatherings, campfires, all kinds of stuff. Um, so very much in the spirit. But we were just sort of thinking, though, because by the time you listen to this episode, there might not be many more of those things left to look forward to. And it's possible we talked about this last year. We probably did. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. It's been a- no. Everything was still canceled last year. Oh yeah. Oh really? Like there was no parade, the oh. lantern parade. Huh? How I mean, quickly, there was still- how quickly I have buried stuff. those memories on purpose. Um. <laughs> like there was like the the outdoor like Christmas tree decoration and like which was campfires and stuff. Which, for the record, let's just emphasize: very beautiful. Yes, and the outdoor lantern installation, very beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. But like. Oh, that's what I thought. You yeah, meant. a lot. A lot of these things that are taking place this weekend were modified or still canceled last year. So we, so, so that left us very little to talk about in this regard. But it's just the thing is that like all of the townwide. So it's not to say that like there's no more holiday events or opportunities for holiday cheer that remain open to the public after this weekend. Of course there are, you know, there's like that, the Celtic Christmas special, you know, the park theaters doing like live um, Charlie Brown Christmas and a a couple of other um, Christmas things. I think they're showing white Christmas on the screen sometime soon. That might be this weekend though too. But, but in terms of like big universal things where like people all gather um, together and, and you might see somebody spontaneously 
in in a way that wouldn't happen if you had to plan it or if it was a specific event or a ticketed event, et cetera. They're all happening this weekend or as you listen to this last weekend, the first weekend in December. Um, in some ways, that makes sense because the it's sensible, I think, to light the trees. Everyone should have their town tree lighting the first weekend mm-hmm. in the summer because you want to have your beautiful tree um, the whole season, right? But what if, say, like one of these things, like the lantern walk, right? Or um, if if we were in Greenfield, I might say, not that I, at, far be it for me, unless and until annexation takes place to tell Greenfield what to do, but, um, inter- or interfere in internal, I, I, Greenfield is a mystery to me, so I don't feel like I should meddle in it in a way that I would meddle in perhaps like Hancock or Temple or Jaffrey, right? Um, but in any case, just a suggestion, humble, a humble suggestion, green, dear, dear Greenfield listeners. Um, you know, if something like the lantern walk or the lantern parade or the fire and ice parade or things like that were held a week later or even two weeks later, you know, like a weekend before, not Christmas weekend, you know, but like a weekend before Christmas or something like that to, to make it so that the townsfolk, have to gather, or they don't have to, but are inclined, are incentivized to gather together more than one weekend throughout the season and thereby, like, increasing the magic of it. I love that idea. I mean, especially, and again, not to not to be too complainy, but, like, most of the stuff this weekend is, like, 5 to 7 p.m. <laughs> and it's, like, it's really hard to drag a family to more than like two of these things, even if they are all in downtown Peterborough, right? Like that's just a lot of transitions. It's a lot, it's a lot to ask. It is a lot to ask. And I think that a common thing that will come up in these conversations is people will be like, well, you know, people are busy and all this stuff. And that is absolutely true. But I think that this actually helps that. Because someone who is busy the first weekend in December this year, for example, is going to miss everything, right? And that person, that family might not be busy in two weeks. And the people who are busy in two weeks, they might be free this weekend. So yeah, of course, not everybody's going to make it to everything. But this, in fact, increases access to public Christmas jolliness um, in, in a way that you, you just can't do when it's so concentrated. We were sick. We were all sick last last year for the for all the Peterborough festivities. It was a so tragedy. it really did feel, in some ways, like we missed Christmas. And you know, to be honest with you, we weren't sick over here, but I don't remember the festivities. So I, I don't. We might not have gone. Huh. I don't remember that we did anything. I don't remember seeing. I mean, I think I drove by the lantern installation, you know, or maybe I walked by it. I put, <laughs> hopefully I didn't just drive by it, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't remember doing anything. So, well, again, all the things weren't, weren't all the happening. good things were not like, really happening. Yeah, exactly. But like the Chris, the Christmas trees at the community center with like, they're doing their, the rec is doing a campfire with like caroling and cocoa and stuff. And that seems pretty cool. But, um, didn't get to see that last year. Yeah. So, I mean, just a thought and, 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 you know, lest, lest anyone out there think that we are just here to criticize our hope. We could not pull this off for a variety of reasons, like a dozen reasons that I'm not, you know, some of which are not even appropriate to go into here, but, this is absolutely off the table for this December, but we here at Go Monadnock and, you know, Monadnock Underground, of course, we intend to throw some kind of big holiday bash that, um, that people can, um, what has occurred? Oh, we seem to be we seem to have potentially lost Zoe for a minute. Um, many apologies. 
Zoe's back. Welcome back, Zoe. Sorry about that. No, no, no worries. No worries. We, I, I covered for you um, while you were gone. <laughs> um, no, what, what I was, what I was trying to get at, it was freezing a little bit on my end too. So that's why I was kind of slowing down my, my speech there. So sorry about the technical oh, difficulties, everybody. Yeah, I just completely froze and you stopped talking and I stopped moving and then I was gone. <laughs> I see. Well, what we would like to do next year though, is have some kind of bash or like some kind of ball. Maybe, you know, maybe we, uh, we partner with, um, the, like the country club or something like that, or even the townhouse, who knows. And, um, and, and have some kind of just j- jolly time that is amenable and exciting and will happen a little bit closer to Christmas. So we want to help. We're, we're here to help, you know, and, I think if everybody lends a hand on this as a community, we can really solve this is, you know, I, I always talk about how not everything is the kind of thing where like, if everyone in the community comes together and like puts their heads together, they can solve it. You know, this one though, we can, we can solve this problem just like fireworks on the 4th of July. Like we can, we can do this. (laughs) Do it totally doable. Just need like a, like a, region-wide spreadsheet we can like cover you know all the dates all the events get them all in there and you know i i do i do just want to point out for the sake of argument not not as like some kind of official position of advocacy but you know the annexation of surrounding towns by peterborough would simplify this problem centralization would allow for coordination and planning and maximization. Um, the Bureau of Central Holiday Planning, we could form exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. And I would, I am the first volunteer to be an alternate on that committee um, <laughs> and get appointed to vote every time everybody recuses themselves every week. Um, so, I, not that I would know anything about that, but the annexation subject reminds me that we are as some of you may have already seen in the midst of a special new holiday merchandise sale um that's right as a as a completely independent um sh- shoestring non-budget um organization here that that deals with creative writing and book publishing and local events local politics uh, things of this nature, you know, we, um, we're doing a little bit of a merch fundraising for, you know, a cynical marketing purposes and B not to really raise money so much as just recoup some of our own expenditures and losses. And how we've chosen to do that this year is by designing six. Now I call them t-shirts, but these, the, the, you know, you'll see the, the link to our merch page in the show notes these designs can be printed on just about anything. You can get mugs, you can get stickers, you can get mouse pads, you can get, um, if you are deep pocketed, you can get, um, there's like metal engraved wall hangings of these designs <laughs> that you can get. If you really want to go all out, you can get a hardbound journal. If you would like a coffee, a travel mug, a water bottle, uh, uh, oh, like a white beater shirt. Um, what's that? Coasters. Yeah. Coasters. Yeah. Coasters, throw pillows. Um, yeah. All kinds of stuff that you can, phone you cases. can, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yes. Lots of different phone cases. In fact. Um, so, and, and these are, these are things that they don't have our logo on them anywhere. A couple of them do say one says, um, Gomo tonight and one does say Manadnock underground, but, um, for the most part, these are inside jokes that will only signify to other people in and around this area that you are from in and around this area and you get it like you're in the know you're with it tell us a little bit about these designs zoe so we've got the christmas design for this year the snowfalls love settles special christmas design based on the the wonderful play that we put on at the night market um our own can we say home we can say hallmark on on the air you censored it on the on the merch page. <laughs> I did. So we can say that it's our, it's our little Hallmark movie skit. Yes. I didn't want to get like flagged by Redbubble in some way. So we've got that one. 
We've got uh, I Took a Ride in the Space Lounge, especially for like big fans of the show. Official GOMO Tonight design. It's got a yeah. UFO on it. Um, what else is there? There's the dog park for hot singles. We all know that this is why we need it and we can mm-hmm. show our support. With and it's the only reason design. we need a dog park is so that hot <laughs> singles can meet each other because we live in a rural area. But that's, you know, <laughs> if you support the dog park, none of the funds from this shirt will go towards getting the dog park, but you will be able to wear a shirt that no one else has made that supports the Peterborough dog park. Um, and it's got a lovely silhouette of a couple of hot singles with their dogs uh, meeting each other and sizing each other up. It's very nice. It's very nice. Um, possibly, possibly one of the more controversial designs. We've got the Karen took the money and run. <laughs> yeah, we're which, not saying which Karen we're talking about here. Um, it could just right. It could be a generic. Our, Karen. our legal team is on standby um, after we've printed this shirt. <laughs> we've had to pay an extra retainer. Um, that's actually why we're selling the shirts is to try to pay for our legal costs to be able to put these designs out there yeah um it's a circular similar to the to the dog park yeah this is why we need actual like business advice um for our organization (laughs) (laughs) we also have so my my favorite one um is is the peterborough expansionism design which shows a map of the region that we eventually will take over and and the word peterborough over it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what, there's like there's some like you have a fleet of ships on there <laughs> an army <laughs> there's like a modern army and, there's like an old army there's like, it's like crossing through different eras of time and space <laughs> <laughs> which is what we'll need to accomplish yeah. this goal as well as as well as the advice and and teachings of napoleon bonaparte whose face also <laughs> appears on the shirt like as large as the map Oh. <laughs> he's like Important. looming over the region <laughs> that's how we're gonna do it it's a great shirt guys seriously no one like and and we really do intend to retire all of these designs eventually too and by eventually i mean like six months you know maximum right so like you know because we want our jokes to always be fresh right so this is like your only time to get these like hot designs and there's one more too which is a joke that goes back to last Christmas, which is we've got, um, oh my God. we've got some youth, um, having a brawl on a playground with, um, Santa Claus dropping gifts down and a beautiful night sky. And, uh, you know, it says fight club, Santa, um, this Christmas, uh, things as, what does it say? Delinquency, um, fight delinquency with love or something like that. I don't know. It's a if good- it doesn't say that it should. <laughs> <laughs> It says, hold on, I gotta I gotta look I gotta look at this. Um and I did we did order a bunch of stickers, so we will have some some to sort of pass out um to people. Um but if you want some of the other merch, right now we don't really have the funds to order. Oh yeah. This Christmas, overcome delinquency with love. A wonderful shirt, available in many colors. And uh let me just see if we uh I saw that that GoFundMe is still active. Someone <laughs> We can thank Kevin for that one. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, me personally, I've ordered a couple of uh, shirt designs, um, some coasters and a mug and a whole bunch of stickers. Like I said, well, this, the Peterborough expansionism shirt is so good that it is like the one shirt that I will wear that has words on it. Got, it got me to order it. That's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big big deal. deal. Yeah. And it's actually our best-selling item right now. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of supporters of, of this idea. Um, so yeah, so not a limited supply because we went through some, you know, big corporation that does this, you know, for pennies somewhere. And, you know, we, we make like a buck, a shirt or whatever out of the deal and mostly get some laughs. Uh, so no limit on supply, but definitely a limit on time. Because like I said, we are going to eventually retire these and these are unique and you, you will absolutely not find them anywhere else. No one is, no one is bizarre enough to actually sell anything like this. Um, 
Except I for should get a bunch of dog park stickers and give them to the rec committee for Christmas presents. You absolutely should. You absolutely should. I was thinking about getting mugs for all of the cast members of um, Snowfall's Aww. Love Settles. You know, That's wouldn't nice that be idea. nice? Yeah. yeah, they all deserve it. Um, we need to repost that too. We'll post a link to that in the show notes also, because um, if you now haven't that seen that, appropriate. this is yeah. the time. Yes. I mean, it is, especially if you're a big Hallmark Christmas movie fan, you will recognize this plot line and it, it may even improve on it a little bit. And you get to see these fine actors perform it in shorts and t-shirts. In the summertime, at the night market. <laughs> in the summertime, yeah, I don't think you realize, but we we had a, we had a stellar cast, uh, including Eddie Gomez, David of Texas, Jessica Hip, and the one and only Corinne Karinopoulos, um, with Zoe and myself as the um, rotating narrators of the tale. Um, and I, I did actually, I had that bit role at the end as the um, as the old man. That's right. <laughs> Who could forget your performance as the old man? Oh my god, it was fun though. Seriously, it's a it's a it's a romp. It's a good it's a good time. You should check it out. Um but yeah. So um just taking like the briefest of breaks from the idea of um actual Christmas, I I want to talk about something that um I never really realized was an option for me, but I, you know what I want? You know what I want this holiday season or even like early next year? What do you want? I want a reporter from the Ledger Transcript to call me up and be like, Chris, what are you up to? Because I'm going to come over there with my steno pad and my recorder. And I'm just going to ask you questions about things that you care about. And I'm just going to print your answers in a huge article that covers an entire page and I don't want to talk to anybody who disagrees with you either. And I will say, thank you reporter of the ledger transcript. I have been waiting for this day. You have made the right decision because my thoughts are self evidently true and you should print them. I mean, does that seem reasonable? Do you think that that, do you think that that's on the table? <laughs> well, well, I, it depends. Like, do you want an article this long? <laughs> yes. Yes. With, with the different headers. I want headers. You want headers? I want headers in my, in yeah. my article. So may, I mean, maybe you could get an article this long. Yeah. Maybe a little more. I was going to say, does this start on the front page? Let's see. It does. Yeah, starts. Oh, starts above the folds. Top headline. Wow. Wow. I want. Yes. Why? Since this is clearly available and I, you know, it's not labeled as an advertisement. So I presume it wasn't paid for. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that this is just a thing that the paper will do now. So. Listen, guys, Ledger Transcript, I got a lot of topics. I got a lot of topics um, that we can cover. <sighs> if anyone doesn't realize what Zoe was just showing on the screen or what I'm referring to here, it's this lovely piece of <laughs> journalistic malpractice at the Ledger Transcript um, written about Ivy Van. Entitled Ivy Van Works to Address Shortage of Available Housing and written by Scott Merrill. Published on 1130. So, ostensibly, this is a, this is a deep dive article, which the ledger transcript doesn't do, funnily enough. There, there are no deep dive articles on any subject ever. Um, but this one is. Yeah, there's no articles that are that long. In fact, typically, like the New York Times doesn't publish articles that long. Um, you know, so it's not very usual for anyone to give an entire page to something, anything, uh, never mind this specifically. 
Um, you know, so Ivy, and, and this is this is not. I'm not making primarily an anti Ivy argument here. My my primary beef is certainly with the newspaper, and I'm standing on such solid ground right now that I don't feel like I have to apologize for being mean at all. Um, this is like. <sighs> I was, I was the editor in chief of my high school newspaper and like we were taught we couldn't do this, but anyways, so, you know, Ivy was, um, a longtime representative, uh, to the state house from Peterborough, of course, um, was unseated last month by Jonah Wheeler after many years. She was also a former planning board member. And she is a, according to the article, a certified planner with the American Planning Association, as well as the Congress for New Urbanism. And, you know, her passion is housing and like how to use like zoning code and things like that to, you know, promote more housing in New Hampshire as a crisis and Peterborough's part of that crisis, you know, things that we all know and all that. That's all, that's all fine and good. And, you know, there's some, there's some good quotes and examples about this. And then we, we do have like a brief, um, couple paragraphs of, of facts outside of the Ivy interview and uh, that talks about like the cost of renting and like, you know, some stats around the thing, you know, telling us what we, what we do know is that there is a mm-hmm. housing crisis and that it's really hard to rent. It's really hard to be uh, middle, lower income, et cetera. Um, and then we've got more quotes from Ivy and you know, she presents her point of view on this subject, that which, pr- frankly, most people in town are probably at least slightly familiar with, because this is this is her passion, and she does she does talk about it quite a bit. Um, and we talk about workforce housing and how you know it's um, you know kind of almost non-existent and inclusionary zoning, which she doesn't actually support because that can be a little bit dangerous, but. There's still other things that we should do. Um, and she talks about like Akil Garland in the eco village and him coming to the planning board and how in 2019, the board was more favorable to him and his quarter acre lot idea. But in 2022, they're not. And, you know, talks about like a new New Hampshire zoning law, New Hampshire house bill 1661 that went into effect. And it, it makes it so that like final written decisions for all conditions necessary for like a zoning um, decision need to come within 90 days of the application being deemed correct. Um, or no, excuse me. It needs to be reviewed within 90 days and a decision needs to be made within 65 days after that. Um, planning boards can have 30 more days for regional impact. Um, but you can't keep getting extensions, which I guess you used to be able to do. And, you know, there's some changes between workforce, combining kind of workforce and elderly housing, which actually was talked about by the planning and zoning boards in a joint meeting uh, earlier this week. Um, you know, there's one other person who's quoted in this who is like a, um, he is with the New Hampshire, he's with one of these agencies anyways. Um, where is his initial quote? A little bit difficult to find here. New Hampshire oh, Municipal Grace. Association. Yes. And he's the, uh, Natch Gray's is the Government Affairs Council. And Natch Gray's, um, you know, ha- has a few quotes here. And then we get, we kind of get back to Ivy. And, you know, she's, she, you know, it, it goes into like, does she have hope for this? You know, and she's like, well, yes and no, but like more people are, more people are aware that zoning is a problem, but you know, no, because even in 2021, they had the votes for like a proposed change where any lot served by municipal water and sewer could serve four dwellings. Um, I got out of the committee, but it was tabled. Um, and then she claims credit for this 
Wilson, it's, it's, well, they call it two different things. They call it Wilson Farm Village and Willow Farm Village. They say Willow Farm Village twice, so I assume that's correct. No, Um, they say it three times, including the caption under the picture, which clearly says Wilson. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) it's either Wilson or Willow. The paper isn't clear on this. Um, I I trust the the photograph of the sign at the place. Oh, it's it's the actual sign. I thought you meant the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what, what does the... What does the sign actually say? Wilson. Oh, it is Wilson. Okay. But but the caption under the sign says Willow. Yeah, I see. Yep. I don't know why they messed that up. But um, so she takes credit for this, which I'm not sure is correct. I mean, she's, she's taking credit for this village because in 2018, she and others on the planning board proposed a rewrite to the zoning code that would allow projects like this village. Um, and then it res- the, the, then it, there was the petition that rescinded it. Like it passed through the voters and then it was rescinded and um, all of these other things. But I guess it was during that window when it was legal that that village was approved, it sounds like. And now they can't do that. And again, so I'll be clear and say that the provision that made it onto the ballot that succeeded, that made that allowance for four lots on a music, I supported it then and I support it now. So that's my position. I'm not arguing against that. I don't hate housing. I don't even hate Ivy, even if she's awful with people. Um, but that's just, it's fine. It's who she is. But the, why wasn't anyone called? Why didn't this reporter call anybody? fucking anybody what the fuck is this fucking article how could they print this on paper and like this is this blows my mind like we deserve better than this like everyone should resign in disgrace like this is so awful like i can't even believe like no one from like all of these assertions about how the planning board would vote now versus then how do we know all we have is ivy's word no one Asked anyone on the planning board, how might you vote on this, you know, or what do you think about this? Or is what Ivy's saying accurate to you? Like, just like super fucking basic questions that you would ask these people, you know, like, hey, hey, Stephanie Hurley, this is what Ivy's saying. She's like a former chair. You're the chair. Like, do you have comment? Do you like the most basic question of all? Like, this is what Ivy is saying. Do you have comment? Nothing. Nothing. No, no one. The zoning board is barely even mentioned on here. Hello. Uh, so no, you know, nobody on the zoning board called. There's mention in here about how it's actually the members of the select board who are off, who are on the hook if some of these like timelines and stuff are not followed under this new law. You know, nobody thought to ask the select board anything. You know, there's no call to the developers who actually built like the Wilson Willow Wilson. Wilson Village, um, you know, there's no, there's no quote from someone who might have opposed the 2018 measure. Again, I favor it, but I want the newspaper articles to present the other side still because I'm not afraid of that, you know? Like, what the hell is this? You know, which... She just lost the election. Like, why isn't there? Where is the giant full page thing on Jonah Wheeler? Say, you know, uh, I don't know. He's, I mean, I don't have like the record books in front of me, and I'm not sure that like race is a is a given thing on there. But like, I I really feel very comfortable saying that he's like the youngest blackest representative to ever come from Peterborough, New Hampshire to the New Hampshire state. House. Where is the article about that? You know, where are you like asking this dude's thoughts? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and frankly, as the people who defeated her, Peter and Jonah should have been called for this article too. Everybody should have gotten a fucking phone call for this article. And they didn't call anybody. You know, they, they talked to one government official who supports yeah. her point of view whose name and number she probably gave them almost certain, like I would bet money that that's what, that that's how they thought to call Gray's or whatever his name is, you know, like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this puff piece bullshit? Like, (laughs) yeah. Even if we have reporters that didn't go to journalism school working for our local paper, I I just, I, I expect that the editors took a class in journalism. Somebody edited this and printed it on a full page. There's not even any ads on it. Is there? No, the this little bit that's left is like a little bit of other articles. Oh, okay. So there is a time. All right. Take that back I mean, to save the little four incher at the bottom. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sorry to swear about it so much, but like, this is not really acceptable and I don't want to hear it guys. Like, so, like anytime we criticize the paper, it's like, well, you know, local papers have been decimated and they just don't have the money and the resources. And like, yeah, I fucking get it. I get it. I don't expect necessarily the ledger transcript to like crack the case of the $2.3 million through an, a, a nine month investigative, uh, you know, team project or anything. No, I do not expect that. Uh, I don't expect you to make every single event or every single meeting. You could probably watch the videos and cover it better, but read the minutes. I don't know, whatever. In any case, but this was a a thing that was undertaken and Mm -hmm. the time and the resources were spent to get all of these quotes, to, to write up these thousands of words and the space, which costs money, was devoted in the print of the paper for it and no additional money needed to be spent to make these phone calls and to write those quotes into the article that costs zero more dollars yes probably a few more hours but like you know you could find that without spending any like my god like that's what you have to do before printing this article like this it's is yeah. If you're going to write this giant article about housing, you know this. Unless it's an article about Ivy, and you know, like you said, in which case, like what what is the article about? Is it is it about Ivy or is it about housing? That's what I mean. If this was a profile on Ivy, then that is you you still you still do need to call her like adversaries typically like usually her her main opponents you should always call in a profile uh on someone and a couple of their friends too typically you know um you call a few people but but nonetheless this would be more okay because you know it's about her life and and it's about how she thinks and all of those things and like that would be great and that would be fine this is not about that this is specific to Ivy's advocacy on housing without any kind of challenge or pushback or fact checking or this is wrong. This is wrong. And I, like I said, I even, I favor what, what she wants, you know, and always have, Uh, (laughs) but this is, I just think that if you're an effective politician, you don't need to do shit like this. This isn't how you do it. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I I feel I, I don't know. I feel more strongly about the the newspaper part of it because we are we are so hungry for like journalism and and these in-depth pieces and it would just it would be really nice to have like a like a nuanced uh, comprehensive article about housing. Yeah, right. Like and that, all the sides. That would be great. And all, all the, the sides. sides. Yeah. And, and this is what, you know, again, let, lest, lest anybody accuse us of just throwing rocks, we have actively tried to help on this issue by specifically formulating debate questions in multiple debates and in candidate profile questions Um that, that we sought out in both the town meeting election and the, you know, primary and elections in, in um, the fall around this issue. 
because I want people to, and this is one of my big disappointments in the fact that we couldn't have a debate with Republicans um, because they didn't respond to us. We really wanted to, because I want people to stake out positions on this, you know, and that's, that's why it would have been really interesting to have them call, um, I don't know, like Andy Dunbar, or like I said, Stephanie Hurley, or even Sarah Steinberg Heller, you know, like people on the planning board, uh, the chair, you know, chair Monahan, chair of the zoning board. Um, I think is Tyler still the chair of the select board? You know, either way, call any of the select board members. Um, but Tyler might be the chair. Um, call, call Tyler, you know, call Bill. Um, because, and again, a lot of these people might even agree with Ivy on, on, on one issue or another, you know, and they might be able to clarify where they do, where they disagree with her or why they might've voted a certain way and all of these things. But like, if you oppose that kind of housing density, that should be an acceptable position to take. And I want to hear why you think that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want to hear why you think that. Let's hash it out. You know, let's talk about it. And if your reasoning is because you want Peterborough to remain a low density place and you don't really want all of this new housing because it, it you want it to retain a very rural single family type character again that isn't my position and it doesn't certainly doesn't help people of like moderate to lower income but it's an acceptable position you can take that position if you want to take it be bold take the position say you want peterborough to be the way that it is you know i even understand the allure of that again that's not my position i don't i don't really feel that way i think healthy change is is okay um and it doesn't need to it, it won't destroy the rural character of the town um but let's all just come out. And then, and then I, I really think that this whole thing happens a lot smoothly. If we all just come out and say, this is, this is where I stand on it. And people who are undecided can basically see, okay, you know, there's a lot of varieties for how I might think about this, but there's like three or four main arguments. And, and I might fall a little bit mostly in this camp right here, you know, and these people agree with these people on, on this certain thing. And so maybe there's enough support for this piece of it to, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is how we do this. It's not just by hammering home the, the orthodox refrain that like build to density, Everybody wants to walk everywhere. Everybody wants apartments, like in all this stuff, because like we aren't there. We aren't there. And just beating that drum without properly having this discussion, which I have asked for again and again. And in fact, in I, I want to say it was in the debate, Ivy said specifically to me that, you know, this is not, that, that basically that it is a settled issue to the majority of people. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. Like, that's not reality. And, but I think it could be if we talked about it. And if we didn't talk down to people and only present one side and all that stuff, it just, if this is bad for discourse, this is, it would be better if this article had not been written at all for the subject of housing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Very poor, not very Christmassy, not, not, not- very jolly, like my sweater, you know, like this. <sighs> so. That's really the only non-holiday thing we needed to cover. We had to address that. There, there. <laughs> you know what? You know what's going to happen, and we will have to talk about this on a on a later episode. But this is happening like live while we're on the air. But like, it sounds like New Hampshire really is finally going to lose the primary, the first primary. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And well, who's who's taking it out? We'll talk about it now. South, Tell us live. South Carolina. South Carolina, my home state. South Carolina is taking it over. There's a. I know that there's a problem with this though, because like we we either have it as like state law or like I'm pretty sure it's state law that like because we preemptively like baked like a doomsday pill into this though so that if they ever did this it's like our law says we're holding the primary like two weeks before anybody else or something like that yeah so i'm pretty positive yeah i mean i have to this is all happening so live and i wasn't expecting it or prepared but i'm pretty positive when south carolina 
Is is uh, scheduling theirs? What's that? No, so it's it's like Biden and the Democratic National Committee who are doing this. Oh, um, I see. They're moving to do it. I think. Yeah, so Iowa's getting fucked too. Yeah, it's going to be South Carolina. Iowa's getting fucked the most, actually, because they're just like eliminated. It's going to be South Carolina, then Nevada, New Hampshire, and Georgia, and then Michigan. Huh. Um. Wow. Well. Oh, but but only Democrats are going to change that, though. Oh, oh, Republicans are going to keep it the same. Uh, That's funny. (laughs) Um, Wow. So it's subject to approval by the party's rules and bylaws committee and then by the full DNC early next year. And then it says, and there might be technical and legal considerations for some of the states. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The plan met... With the plan met furious pushback from New Hampshire, long accustomed to host, this is from the New York Times, long accustomed to hosting the first primary as a matter of state law. Um, so, yeah, statements from several officials suggested a coming clash with the DNC, raising questions about how the party will enforce its final order should states try to jump the line. Huh. And actually, Maggie Hassan says, I strongly oppose the president's deeply misguided proposal, but make no mistake, New Hampshire's law is clear and our primary will continue to be first in the nation. Wow. So coming out strong, um, you know. Interesting little news bulletin there. Yeah, a little, little live, live breaking news. Um, well, that, that'll be an interesting showdown. It would certainly be disappointing if, because I mean, you know, uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but Goldman Adnock in, in, in this kind of form wasn't around for the last round of primaries. And that was a bad year anyway, because of COVID. Right. Um, so next time around, yeah. it's going to be a lot. Of, and this is, we're talking next. We actually are. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. We're talking like next year because the primary will be in January of 2024. So, you know, this is going to be like the whole second half of 2023 is going to be these candidates coming to town and we intend to talk to them. So let's keep this. Let's keep, we want to keep the order. That's our position here at Goman Adnock and as proud Granite Staters. Sorry, South Carolina. I'm not a good sand lapper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 glad that we have converted you. <laughs> well, you know the the state song uh, about how we are good sand lappers. They I they didn't know that that's me. where that came from. Yeah, it is. Is that's mm-hmm. what you're called if you're if you're from South Carolina? Um, they lost me as a child though because there's a verse in it about how we love South Carolina, the place where we were born, and I was like, I wasn't born here, like. Mm. It's a very exclusionary yeah, so song, fit. so I never really like fit. fully could get on board with it. And I, I do apologize to our readers, our listeners, um, and, and viewers, but um, I don't know what our state song is. Oh, I don't know what the I'm not from here. Like. I mean, as every, as everyone can tell, um, but it it has. I mean, I I hate to say it, but I have been out of Massachusetts as a resident for enough years that I am more of a granite stater, at least in terms of my adult choices, if not in my temperament, you know, mm. um, and my, and I guess I should say my loyalties, right? I mean, like I definitely respect all of the ways in which no offense, Massachusetts has superior things um, like food and medicine, um, you know, <laughs> important, important things, important things, food, medicine, fashion, you know, like, I, I don't know. There's a few things, right? There's a few things. Um, but, I'm not moving back, you know, I'm, and and I don't, and you know, a common accusation when you have a, a, a transplant like myself is that, Oh, you just want to turn New Hampshire into Massachusetts. Like, absolutely not. I'd like to take some of the best things of Massachusetts and like put them in New Hampshire as it is. I recognize that that's not always a, a real possible thing, you know? Um, but I like New Hampshire. I'm happy that I live here. And, uh, 
Well, we've got two, I guess. Oh, um, no. Okay. That's funny. When you said that, I realized I've lived here longer than I lived in South Carolina. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. At least I I lived here for a longer stretch of years than I ever lived in South Carolina. I did go back there for grad school. So So if you add them together. It could be about equal at this point. Um, and New Hampshire will will shortly win. So our official state song is called Old New Hampshire, <laughs> words by John F. Holmes and music by Maurice Hoffman. And we have eight honorary songs, which I'm not going to go into, but let me just, I'm not going to play the song, but with a skill that knows no measure from the golden store of fate, God in his great love and wisdom made the rugged granite state, made the lakes, the fields, the forests, made the rivers and the rills, made the bubbling crystal fountains of New Hampshire's granite hills. Then comes the refrain. Old New Hampshire, old New Hampshire, old New Hampshire, grand and great. We will sing of old New Hampshire of the dear old granite state. And then I'll just, there's only one more verse. So I'll just read it and say, Builded he New Hampshire glorious from the borders to the sea. And with matchless charm and splendor, blessed her for eternity. Hers, the majesty of mountain. Hers, the grandeur of the lake. Hers, the truth, as from the hillside, whence her crystal waters break. That's, I can get behind that one. Not a bad one. You know, yeah. I, have to, I have to listen to the melody after and see if, see if I can get behind that. But yeah, not, not you know. It's it's funny to think of God like like crafting state borders though like that one kind of I do, I do like that I do like that and he's like, he's like here's, here's where it here's ends where Vermont is going to be and <laughs> screw them and from here to the ocean is the granite state but in a way it feels like he did that mm. it does I di- I did learn and I have some New Hampshire book that I have not read nearly enough of. I don't, I don't, it's somewhere. I don't see it on my shelf, but it's, um, it begins by talking about geologic history and the Connecticut river actually does separate like two completely different, like geological profiles. Like the soil on both sides is different. Like it true, like Vermont and New Hampshire truly are like different land masses, like different, very different places. Yeah. It's a, it is actually, it is like a God made boundary. It's very strange, but, but true. We're just ignoring the main border. Yeah. We, I don't know if that was ordained. Yeah. That's just the squiggly fucking line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Maine is also blessed, I think, though. I mean, not oh, according okay. to the song, okay. but according to me. Yeah, um, gotcha. Vermont is a third world country. And nobody understands this. But it's basically like yoga studios, tourist locations, and abject poverty and everyone wants to deny this because they go and visit the places and go to the touristy locations and like ski there and shit and they're like vermont's amazing it's a it's a wonderful place you know or they go to burlington which is like new york canada you know like there's nothing new england like about it's it's a nice place but there's nothing new englandish about burlington at all um and they're like no vermont's great and it's like you know vermont's like the only civilized place in the state you know, it's, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't want to get into this. We'll, we'll have a special Vermont bashing episode one day. Um, but I don't, yeah, Vermont. I know we, we promised Christmas and instead we're like singing the New Hampshire state anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said it to a Christmas tune. <laughs> uh, like it came upon a midnight clear, like, yeah. With a skill that knows no measure from the golden store of fate. Oh, it actually works. (laughs) God in his great love and wisdom made the rug made the rugged granite state. I think that's the first live singing we've ever done on here, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably so. Because I promised one time to sing that song that was stuck in my head that, and I just forgot to do it. And then I solved the puzzle. What was that one? 
it's <laughs> it's when I had that ABBA song stuck in my oh, head. Oh, yeah, it was ABBA. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that wasn't what anybody thought, right? No, including me. Don't even know where I heard that song or why it was in my head. What was it that solved it for you, though? I forget. I went to the YouTube video page of the song that was closest. And then uh-huh. someone in the comments was like, oh, this is this. This is like the same thing as like Abba's man after me or gimme, gimme, gimme. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, shit, that's the that's song that's stuck in my head. Yep, I do remember that. I do remember that. Um, yeah, so. So. We, Christmas songs. We, we, we are. Little, we got a little Christmas in there. I do, you know, next step, we'll make next episode, like the, the proper, like full on Christmas episode. And we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to keep it just to Christmas. We will, we will spread out the Christmas season, just like we were asking the town to do. Just like we were asking people to do. Yeah. And we, and I will say, if you look at our episode titles from last year, we absolutely did that last year. We had like four, three or four um, holiday themed or semi-holiday themed episodes in a row. Um, we, we, we do, we do Christmas hard around here and we do it right. We take it seriously, you know, as, as we believe that everybody should. We are, we are definitely in full on Christmas music mode. I don't know about you. Yes. So, um, I haven't, I have not really made the switch to like carols yet, you know, but, um, as you know, cause you were there, um, saw handles Messiah last weekend. You know, which isn't it. You know, some people, a lot of people, associated with Christmas. That's why they do it at this time. It's not really Christmas. Christmas happens it has like, like a Christmas the, section. There is. There's a Christmas section at like the very beginning, and then like two more hours after that. You know, but in any case, it's it that part of it is Christmassy. And also, I really like um, like old um, Renaissance uh, Christmas chants and songs and things like that. And so I actually had that on for at least the first half of today. Um, on low volume in the background as I did my my work meetings and such today. So that that is transitioned. And on Saturday, you know, we're going to get a tree and we're going to put the lights out in the yard. And that's that's when it's really going to kick off. We're going to watch Ben Hur. We'll talk about Ben Hur next week. We'll talk about Christmas related movies. That's another one that goes well beyond Christmas, but the beginning is a little very important beginning Christmas section that you know, kind of circles back around at the end. Well, my kids are doing the, uh, the project Shakespeare's version of a Christmas Carol. And because they're like the little ones in the cast, uh, there's teenagers who are like doing all the main parts, you know, who are really doing the acting, but there's a ton of kids who are there to like sing the carols and like they do it. They have other like small roles and like a few words here and there, but it's mostly singing and so we've been learning, we've been learning those for a while. So it's kind That's of hard cool. to what, like stem what the are they, Carol that they're do, What are they doing for songs? They're, they're doing, um, in the bleak midwinter, they're doing deck. The halls is like the favorite in the house right now. Interesting. Yeah. They just like the jolliness of it. I think. Yeah. They're doing you know. like the, the, one of the, wa- the wassailing songs, like the, I think it's one that the rebels do. Yep. Yeah,いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。いいですね。
that is a Saturday. Sun Saturday? Sunday? Sunday. No, wait, eleventh? Yeah, it's a Sunday. That's it's right. A Sunday. It's a Sunday. That's the opening night uh in Jaffrey. Or is it in Ringe? Ringe. It's in Ringe. I have this all is, written down somewhere. No, Jaffrey, I looked this up. Jaffrey is the f- next Friday night's show. Then it's in Ringe. It's in Ringe, where they've been rehearsing every time. Yeah, so then the next weekend, there's like six more shows. Like, there's one in Peterborough. I think there's two in Jaffrey. There's one in Keene. Um, lots of options to see it. But but the next weekend, there's one, there's one on Friday, two on Saturday, and two on Sunday. Yeah. Very exciting. Yep. Yeah, I think I'll be, believe it or not, venturing to Keene to see it. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll take I'll take that risk. Wow, that's very brave of you. It is. It is. I think it'll be worth it. It sounds like a wonderful production. It it really. I mean, it, it is. It's like it's got a twist to it. But like, there's sometimes when I've been rehearsing with the kids, where like. I'll get emotional, like reading some of the lines and they're like looking at me like what? And I'm like, this story is just good. Like, (laughs) 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 it's like feeling for Scrooge right now. It it is a great story. You know, that's why it gets performed and adapted again and again and again. It's a good, it's a good parable. It's a good, it's a very good tale. Yeah. Everyone knows it, but it always feels fresh if you have an open heart. That's really true. That's really, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, before we um, get off the air, I do want to just show off, speaking of merchandise here, now this is going to be a little hard to see because it turns out that I ordered the wrong color and Chad has switched vendors since then. So I will hopefully get you an alternate link, which I haven't seen him post yet. So I'm not sure if he worked it out, but. You know our sound lord chat because we talk about him every week and what a great guy he is and how he can he helps us out every week and how he can help you out with all any and all of your audio needs. I was, I was about to say holiday needs, probably not holiday <laughs> needs. I think he's actually <laughs> fairly busy between now and Christmas. To be honest with you, if we need something for the holidays, Big it's probably promise. too late for Chad. But um, he can you book him for next year for Christ's sakes. But you know he can help you with audio production, like mixing. Um, you know, setting up your stuff, you know, anything that you can think of studio117.net is where you can book his like consultation, setup, production, whatever else recording services that you would like audio wise. But he's also in a great band. He's in a couple of bands, but this one is the premier dad rock bands in all of new England. They're booking, they've got gigs all over the place all the time. Um, like every weekend and, this is, hopefully they have new merch. It's a little hard to see. Like I said, I ordered the wrong color. It was my mistake, not not just a down by 10. Great. But you know, what I've been saying is that it's actually not a big deal that it's faded because when I wear this around in public, what is happening is, you know, throngs of people are just coming up being like, I'm really intrigued by what it says on your shirt, but I can't quite read it. Like they'll come real up close to my chest and they'll be like, what is that? What does that say? And I'm like, oh, that's just the premier dad rock band of New England. They can play any of your hits between the 60s, 70s, 80s, and the aughts. And they don't go further than that because why bother, you know? And they do part, like they're, they're getting a lot of like bigger and bigger bar gigs, you know, but you can still book them for your parties, your bar mitzvahs, your, um, you know, I don't know, like when you do that kind of like pizza party thing for your employees, like before a layoff or whatever, you can have them come and they can do some Rolling Stone songs, like whatever. Um, you know, great stuff. They, they will have you rocking. Um, they are, like I said, they, they a year or less they've been around. I think they, I don't even think that they existed at holidays last year and they have just absolutely taken off. Um, almost like this, like the same trajectory as like, um, the Pink Floyd cover band, you know, mm. which they're called what? Echoes? Um, Echoes of Floyd. Echoes of Floyd. I still think of them as their uh, Space Force name. Um, I called them that the other day. Which they abandoned long ago. Um, but they're still around. They're coming in January, February, sometime in the wintertime to the Peterborough townhouse again, which is nice. You know, they brought in the friggin' machine, like that other, you know, jerk off. Pink Floyd cover bands, I think last, it was either last winter 
Yeah, I think it was last winter when they were doing this, but but you know they made it right this time around, and they're bringing in the the locals who are actually, I think, better reenactors of Pink Floyd than even the machine is. So, just a little plug there. But anyways, down by ten, Chad, great guy. Special thanks to him. Special thanks to all of you for joining us again in the Space Lounge. Listen, you know the exciting stuff of the holidays might be over, but we're we're still here for you. We will still have more extra videos, more themed podcasts. You can rely. If you haven't signed up for our emails, click the link in the show notes. You you need to sign up. We've got all of your holiday stuff, and we have all of the stuff that you need for um beyond when you're in the doldrums of the winter time and you're like what the shit am i gonna do with myself this sucks and i you know even and i i have vowed not to complain about the cold in the winter this year and if anything that will benefit you because my positive attitude might rub off on you or at the very least it might produce a list of events and happenings that might be of interest to you and might help you get out of the house and you know we'll get through this together right so until we get to the other side and until we meet again next week please do us all a favor to have a good holiday take good advice all right we'll see you next time